0: Roseanne, you're in your cozy T-shirt again. You love that T-shirt.
1: Yeah, Jenny, I do love this shirt. It reminds me and proclaims that I'm cozy and who I am. And I love Beyonce. After listening to the Renaissance album several thousand times, because Beyonce has offered her story and her journey in healing in that album, it provided an opening for me to lean into my own healing. It reminds me of Perry Zimmerman. She's this young woman who's on the precipice of a whole new chapter of her life.
0: Welcome listeners to Overexpressed and Out, a podcast hosted by me, Jenny Burkholder and me, Roseanne Liberti. Thanks to all who listened to season one of Overexpressed and Out, and welcome new listeners. Overexpressed and Out takes you on an outing that outs amazing women and their outward expression of healing. Roseanne, you have a unique and special relationship with today's guest, Perry Zimmerman. I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners about your relationship with her. I'd love to do that, Jenny. I do
1: have a unique relationship with Perry. In the late 90s, my father married Caroline, who then became my stepmother. And with that, I gained a much larger family. And one of those people was Perry because Caroline, my stepmother, is Perry's grandmother. I'm very excited because I think Perry has a really interesting story to share and I'm excited to hear about the outward expression and the work that she looks, does and looks to do in the world.
0: Thanks, Roseanne, and thanks, Perry. Let me tell you a little bit more about Perry Zimmerman. She's a five-time cancer survivor and childhood cancer advocate. Since 2009, Perry Zimmerman has successfully raised almost $5 million for Cycle for Survival. When she's not fighting cancer or raising money to support cancer research, Perry uses her Instagram, at Perry Zim, that's two M's, 33, as a platform to raise awareness for childhood cancer and to share her story. A 2023 graduate of Lafayette College, go parts, she is looking for a career that builds on her background as a childhood cancer patient, wanting to give back to other kids like her while being someone that they can lean on during tough times. Thank
1: you, Perry, for joining us on Overexpressed and Out. We are thrilled and honored for you to be here with us.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here.
1: Perry, we asked you to bring with you something that brings you joy. Please share with our listeners what you have brought and why it brings you joy.
2: So I brought my silver kidney bean necklace that I was gifted at my high school graduation by one of my dad's good friends, and I have literally not taken it off since then. So that's getting to be a little over four years. Yeah, and I feel like part of part of my bond with the necklace is just the symbolism of it. The day of my graduation, I was told to Google what the necklace means, and it means kind of like growth and new beginnings, and just like that seed ready to burst open and like become a flower, become a bean.
1: I love that, Perry. The bean absolutely represents, in many ways, the origin of life. And as a biology, a former biology (laughs) teacher. I know a lot about the seed and what makes them so tough is the seed coat. I wonder, do you see yourself as tough? Do you feel tough?
2: I feel like I have to be. I, I will not lie and say I always am tough, but because of the cards I've been dealt, I've had to learn how to be. And So, no, I don't feel like I'm always tough, but I feel like I always portray that I am tough and I have that coat because I've been through so many diagnoses and obstacles and just hurdles I've had to jump over.
1: Mm. Perry, can you share with our listeners the work that you do in the world?
2: So as Jenny was saying, I do a lot of fundraising for Cycle for Survival. Since 2009, my family's been raising money for Cycle for Survival, which is a rare cancer fundraiser based out of Memorial Sloan Kettering, where I've been treated basically my whole life. And As I've kind of like grown and faced more cancer diagnoses, seen more of like what this money's going towards, I've gotten more and more involved in it and kind of not kicked my parents out of the realm, but like taken it into my own arms, made it my own, made Team Perry
0: my own child. Perry, tell us, how did you find your way to this work?
2: Because I've spent my life basically in and out of hospitals, I've grown increasingly passionate about like how to kind of be there for kids in the hospital. I was born with genetic retinoblastoma. I developed a related brain tumor at the age of two, an osteosarcoma in my leg at 11, and then another osteosarcoma in my shoulder at 18, and then a thyroid cancer when I was 20. So basically throughout it all, a lot of chemotherapy, a lot of surgeries, a lot of hospital stays, missed school, school done in the hospital. And just a lot of like seeing what other kids are going through, like their own diagnoses, being on a pediatric floor at Sloan Kettering.
0: I'd like to ask, how did you keep your spirits up during all of those treatments and being in and out of the hospital as a kid?
2: Um, I mean, I honestly like just kind of rolled with it. Like, I formed great bonds with my care team. I had friends visit me in the hospital. I kept myself busy with Netflix and homework. (laughs) Yeah, just kind of did what I could with what I had.
0: Yep.
1: What feelings did you have as a child patient that informs the work you want to do in the world?
2: There's just so much passion for me in like helping kids get through like what could be some of the worst days of their life and like I can't really pinpoint a moment that was like this is what we're gonna do, but whenever I talk about it, it just brings out so much passion I- I've always had this like idea that going through like a health issue, like cancer, going through cancer treatment either brings you more into it or steers you completely away from it, like career-wise thinking down the road. It drove me right into it. I wanted to be a doctor for a while and then I later learned that like wasn't for me based on just like how I relate to people, my not-great understanding of biology, sorry science teachers. But yeah so i feel like i wish that i still very much like want to dive back into that world and be there for the kids who have been through what i've been through who are going through what i've been through and be one of the people that was there for me for them
1: how do you make it easier for them
2: i feel like not to like toot my own horn but i think i bring a very unique perspective to this as someone who's been through it myself like I actually can relate to a lot of what these kids are going through. And I know like I know everyone in the field like has that empathetic side like in the fields of like child life or social work. They have that empathetic side and they do really care about what they do. But I feel like just having that extra layer of like actually having been in that hospital bed, getting that chemo, missing that school, kind of gives me an upper like gives me a better understanding.
0: What do you think you'd like to see changed in pediatric cancer care?
2: Honestly, this is like very far down the road, very futuristic. But the treatment, the treatments kids are given, kids are still given drugs that were developed in like the 1950s and meant for adults. That's what I was treated with. That's what like kids are currently treated with, and it breaks down organs. It makes them lose their hair. It Basically tears them down to build them back up. And I don't think that's acceptable.
1: How do you navigate the storm that you experience with cancer and the stresses that it brings? In a, in conjunction with developing your own identity of who you are as a person, how do you do that as a child?
2: It's really hard because, like, as a child, like, you become the cancer kid. Like, you become the poster child for, like, for cancer for, like, different events. So, I kind of have almost pegged myself as the cancer kid. But like, now that I'm getting older, like. I do definitely like I keep cancer close as like a main part of my identity, but I realize there's so much more to me. That like when people first get to know me, very often the first thing out of my mouth is like I'm a cancer survivor. Like, tell me a fun fact. Oh, I'm a five-time cancer survivor, and people are like, "What?" Like, say what now? And I'm like, so it's not that that's not an acceptable answer. It's just that I've grown to recognize there's more to me.
0: Perry, I really see the, uh, that beautiful necklace that you wear around your neck, uh, the kidney bean, as the ultimate potential, oh yeah, <laughs> and possibility for growth. Um, this is a tricky question to ask uh, a five-time cancer survivor, I know, because uh, it's a tricky question to ask somebody who lives with metastatic, but I'm wondering, how do you envision your future self? I
2: feel like I kind of... I don't have a clear picture right now. And like I am looking into like child life, social work, like something hands-on with kids like either going through cancer treatment or other quote-unquote like difficult situations. But like the picture is fuzzy and like it always is fuzzy as you were saying, Jenny, with like you kind of never know what's coming next. So you gotta just kind of roll with things.
1: How do you deal with that, Perry? How do you deal with that uncertainty?
2: Right now, I'm in the clear and happy to be where I am. And the unfortunate reality is so many people never get to the moment I'm at. But for me, like, I do know my genetics. I know, like, there is a possibility that it could come back with the RB1 mutation. And you just, like... I'm 23 years old. I guess I've just kind of learned to adapt to things. Like, there's no like clear answer to how I deal with it. It depends on the day.
0: Perry, the future feels really bright. <laughs> it feels really bright. If, uh, if, if everyone could see you right now, you're sitting in a halo <laughs> of light that's emanating from behind in the window and it really is illuminating you. So the future feels very bright. Yeah. <laughs> We've asked you to share a principle or truth that you live by can you share that with our listeners
2: my truth i live by is to just keep swimming and given my history like that's very like much not what i needed to do i could not keep swimming i was on my high school swim team in my senior season when i was diagnosed with my shoulder cancer so i could not just keep swimming but i think more the principle behind it of like just Get through, what, get through the day, get through what's in front of you. Like, Just attack it one at a time and do what you can with what you have. Like, Just keep swimming.
0: Perry, thank you so much for sharing your journey. We deeply appreciate your willingness to be here, your courage, and your bravery.
2: Thank you guys so much for
0: having
1: me. Yes, thank you, Perry, for all that you are. We cannot thank you enough for the joy and the healing that you bring to the world. Stay tuned for the next episode. In the meantime, find Overexpressed and Out on all your favorite
0: streaming platforms. So for now, stay well, find the joy, and we're Overexpressed and Out. expressed and out is engineered and produced by Roseanne Laberti and Jenny Burkholder. special acknowledgments to the incredible talent of Raji Malik for the use of his song Rejoice No Crisis from his newest album Time of the Glowing find this song and others at RajiMalik.com thanks to visual designer and artist Nicole Kurtz for making Jenny and Roseanne into a logo find her at NicoleKurtz.com thanks to our listening community who connect us with amazing women and to all of you Overexpressed and Out listeners. Take a moment to share a review of Overexpressed and Out and find us on all your favorite streaming platforms.